Hey guys, it's Nick. And Annie. And this is the Unsolved Podcast. So on today's episode, we're going to be covering um, Amelia Earhart and her disappearance because there has been a lot of conspiracy theories around how she disappeared. And even though it's been like stated that she was like found on an island or like drowned in the Pacific Ocean, we just believe um, it's important to like talk about the other theories that are that are out there because you know it's good to cover all topics yes and it really is sad of how she died because basically as you guys all know from history class and everything and what you guys basically already know from the public is that basically she was making a trip around the world and yeah the first woman and i think the first person to do so yes and she was with her co-pilot um what was his name fred noonan fred noonan and basically they lost basically they lost touch with her because the radios were you know back then they were so complex so basically they lost touch with her and that's when they lost communication and basically they, they vanished they didn't find her plane or anything over the pacific ocean they didn't find anything and, and they only found it years later as like what we've heard and it's also sad because she was such like a notable figure for women because there was like no woman pilots around and at this time like feminism wasn't really a thing so she definitely helped um bring women to light and give them power which which is honestly why we're talking about this because even though it's been taught about by many other people um i just think it's a really important topic and a very important person in history of course Um, yeah and there's honestly so many theories about her so to list them off like one of one of the theories is that she just drowned in the pacific ocean and another one is that she was possibly eaten by coconut crabs um, another one is that um, she was captured by um, the Japanese and like was a hostage um, and going off of the whole hostage situation. Um, if it were true that the Japanese did take her hostage, it was assumed that she could have possibly been a spy for the U.S., which is why they would have captured her. And... Do you know any other theories? Um, well, that is one of those theories um, that most people believe is because World War World War Two veterans came out and were interviewed, and they said that they saw her. Yeah, so she disappeared July second, nineteen thirty seven. Um, well, yeah, I mean that's the last known like location. The last known like communication they had with her was July second, nineteen thirty seven. Yes, but and she was, that... it was she was also they um she was declared dead January fifth, nineteen thirty nine, and it was her search was the biggest search in American Navy history ever. Like yeah. there was over like two hundred fifty thousand people looking for her uh you know navy and everything they were all looking for her that day and 
they, you know, said on January 5th, 1939, that they declared her dead. Yeah, and also, like, this is focusing on one theory, which is the whole um, Japanese hostage situation. So World War II was, um, it started September 9th, um, so the 1st of September 1939, and it ended um, September 2nd, 1945. And it is thought that Amelia Earhart was actually alive during that whole thing, like all of World War II. And also, um, it was believed that she was the voice of some type of Japanese propaganda. Like, I guess they had maybe like a radio or something, but apparently her voice was used in Japanese propaganda which I honestly find very interesting because if they kept her alive that long, because honestly, if she was a spy, because she was friends with um, Roosevelt. Yeah, with Roosevelt. So who knows? She could have been a U.S. spy, except there are no known public records um, clarifying course. that. So, um, yeah. I re- Also, I have this little paragraph that I wrote just in case you wanted to take, you know, Uh, um, because we did some research and we found basically her life story. So basically, Amelia Mary Earhart, she was born in Atchison, Kansas. And and at an early age, she developed a passion for adventure and steadily gaining flying experience from her 20s. In 1928, Earhart became the first female passenger to cross the Atlantic by airplane. And her co-pilot was Wilmer Stoltz, for which she achieved celebrity status. In 1932, piloting a Lockhead Vega 5B, Earhart made a non-stop solo transatlantic flight. Becoming the first woman to achieve such a feat, she received the United States Distinguished Flying Cross for this accomplishment. In 1935, Earhart became a visiting faculty member at Purdue University as an advisor to aeronautical engineering and a career counselor to women students. She was also a member of the National Women's Party and an early supporter of the Equal Rights Amendment. During an attempt at becoming the first female to be- complete a circumnavigational flight at the of the globe in 1937 in Purdue-funded Lockhead Model 10E Electra, Earhart and navigator Fred Noonan dis- disappeared over the Central Pacific Ocean near Howland Island. The two were, la- were last seen in Lay, New Guinea on July 2, 1937, on the last land stop before Helen Island in one of their final legs of flight. She presumably lost her life in the Pacific during the circumnavigation just three weeks prior to her 40th birthday. Near only one year and six months after she and Noonan disappeared, Earhart was officially declared dead. Investigations and significant public interest in their disappearance still continues after 80 years later. So that was a little little research we found and me and Annie literally we love conspiracy theories so we just have just been watching YouTube videos and researching online conspiracy theories about how she vanished because when stuff happens like this there really is any possibility and when it comes out with like World War II veterans and people that were like close to her that's when it kind of, it kind of gets a little eerie because like those those people actually knew her, you know what I mean? So it makes that conspiracy theory even more, you know, reliable. Yeah, and also so she was found I'm 
pretty sure this is where she was found, but it was on an island. I'm not sure if I'm saying this correctly, but um, uh, Niku Maroro Lagoon. It's spelled N-I-K-U-M-A-R-O-R-O and then Lagoon. Um, so that's where she was found, supposedly, because they found, like, parts of her plane and then apparently some of her belongings and some bones. But on her final stretch of, like, her flight, um, she left from, I honestly don't know if I'm going to pronounce this correctly, New Guinea? Is that how you say it? I think it's New Guinea. Oh, okay, so she left um, New Guinea for the Howland Island, but if she, like, the thing is, if she was found um, in Niku Maroro Lagoon, or however you pronounce that, that doesn't really make sense, because um, for Howland Island, that's, like, that's, like, not in the same direction, as where she was supposed to land if she ended up all the way at the lagoon. So even though that's like a possible theory of where she is, it honestly does not make that much sense. And even though this was like pre-GPS, like the technology wasn't that great, um, for her to end up in a location that isn't close to where the island was where she was supposed to land it honestly doesn't make that sense and then going to the theory where she possibly ran out of gas and then her aircraft fell if that was the case why would she again end up all the way in a different location than where she was that's supposed what, to that's what i'm saying and basically i researched some well-known theories that most of America and honestly around the world have basically set with and they're like okay these are our theories so there's in total there's in total uh four theories oh no five theories and these are all ones all theories that basically everyone in America are going with and the first one which honestly I find really weird because her name is Irene Bolum and she lives in New Jersey, but she recently, you know, passed away. Um, basically, another popular theory puts forth a rather creative solution to the Earhart mystery. Author W.C. Jameson wrote in Amelia Earhart Beyond the Grave that he had interviewed the nephew of former U.S. Army official who said it was common knowledge in high ranking intelligence circles that Earhart was involved in an intelligence gathering operation. Another author, Joseph Jarvis, claimed in Amelia Earhart Lives that she survived the plane crash and was taken prisoner by the Japanese. After World War II, Jarvis claimed Earhart repatriated to New Jersey, taking the name Irene Bolum and becoming a banker. Despite the fact that Bolum denied being Earhart and sued for, and, and sued for $1.5 million, people have still lodged latched onto this theory. Critics of the spy theory point out that no government documents supporting the idea that Earhart was a U.S. spy ever have been found, whether in Roosevelt's papers or in, Ar or in the Army or Navy intelligence files from the World War II. So that's pretty... <laughs> I mean... Yeah, and the thing is, if there are no like documents saying that Earhart was ever a U.S. spy, 
Um, there's also like going off of the whole Japanese hostage situation, that theory. Um, so if Earhart was spying for the US government, then um, FDR, like it's um, theorized that FDR knew that they capture her, but he kept quiet about it. So it would make sense if if she got away and went back to New, New Jersey and changed her name, that that would make sense if she did escape the Japanese. Because if it was that secret where there are no, um, no documents confirming that she was a spy, and then she wants to keep quiet, so. Yeah. There's um, also um, uh, Annie. I almost called you Amelia. <laughs> um, Annie also found some. I I texted her earlier uh, some research about the Japanese a little bit and more depth of that um, about that theory. So a third theory is that Earhart and uh, Noonan were unable to find Howland Island to refuel and headed north to the Japanese-controlled Marshall Islands, where they were captured. In 2017, investigators announced the discovery of a photo buried in the National Archives for nearly 80 years that they believe depicted Earhart and Noonan days after their disappearance. However, the photo was later debunked. Japanese authorities told NBC that there are no records indicating that Earhart was in Japanese custody. So, and going off of that, um, hold on, let me try to find it, but after, um, okay, so after World War II, the Japanese, um, they start to confess to all sorts of, like, really messed up levels of, like, absolute evil crap that I guess they, like, did in World War II or whenever, so they confessed to a bunch of war crimes and human rights violations. Um, and I guess they wouldn't really have, they wouldn't have no reason to not acknowledge taking Amelia Earhart right after the war, which goes against the theory that the Japanese did take Amelia Earhart. Because if they were confessing to so many war crimes, why wouldn't they confess to taking Amelia Earhart? Then again, maybe like it's a lot deeper than that. So that does um, contradict um, the Japanese theory, but you know, anything's possible. But one, like another theory, since we've been talking a lot about the whole. Japanese hostage like the hostage situation just because personally I think that's the most interesting there's also the theory that um coconut crabs ate her which is disturbing yes but the reason behind that is because if she landed on an island um coconut crabs like I guess they were inhabiting the island where she was and the claws of like a coconut crab are able to break bones, which is, which is disturbing in my opinion. So if she did crash on an island, um, coconut crabs would easily see her as like a meal. And who knows, they could have devoured her. 
it wouldn't be that hard if it was like a big group and that would explain why they could only find certain bones and like very little evidence but that being said they could only find parts of her plane and at least nowadays we have such advanced technology so i'm just i guess i'm confused as to why like if we have such advanced technology now how come they're still not able to find like find the remains of her plane especially like it's a plane like it i mean it's metal it probably has some technology in it it probably doesn't work but i feel like with advanced technology at least now we have dna testing we have dna testing now like there's so we have so much new technology that because back then when they did all these testings and stuff they really didn't have a lot to work with and they also didn't have the technology that we have today like dna testing and you know ancestry.com like so much stuff yeah i mean i just and uh, she also uh, guys she also has uh, a living relative to this day her name because she her husband basically they you know i think oh it's her brother her brother you know through that whole tree um there's a living uh amelia Earhart relative today and surprisingly her name was her they named her amelia um Earhart. like her last name is Earhart because she comes from her brother's side and yeah. basically she's the last Amelia um the last relative related to Amelia Earhart which I think is really cool and she also is doing she's also a pilot and she's doing what basically Amelia Earhart didn't get to do and I think that's like as like a relative like she's doing you know such an amazing thing and that's really big to do you know to do something in her and you know her her um aunt's footsteps I think that's a really a really amazing thing to do. Yeah, take on her legacy. Her legacy. Really nice. So inspiring. And I also wanted to um we have a fourth theory and that is Amelia the Castaway. So another theory poses that Earhart and Noonan landed their plane on Nico Maru Araro Island, three hundred five three hundred fifty miles away, uh southwest of the Howland Island. A skull was found on the island along with bones from an arm and a leg. But a scientist interpreted those bones as were belo- were belonging to a man in 1941. Then, in 1998, researchers from the International Group for Historic Aircraft Recovery reinterpreted them as from a woman of a of a European ancestry about Earhart's height. The group has analyzed Earhart's last radio calls to the Atacha, a U.S. Coast Guard ship, in support of this theory. On July 2nd, Earhart radio to the Atacha. I don't know how to say this. K-H-A-Q-Q, the Letcher's call letters to Itacha. We are on the line 157-337. The Atacha received the transmission but couldn't get any bearings on the signal. The group believes Earhart and Noonan lived for a time as castaways on the, water, on the waterless atoll relying on the ring squalls for drinking water and eventually dying on the island. The main issue with this theory is that the Navy plane searched the four-mile-long Gardner Island on July 9, 1937, without seeing Earhart or her plane. So, that theory is a little tricky because they found bones, but in their search, they didn't find any plane. (laughs) So, that is honestly, like, a little bit of, like, a kind of 
you know, wish-washy, a little bit of a theory, but um, we have a fifth one, a fifth theory, and this is about her frunkle cream that they actually found on an island. And oh, yeah. Amelia, and, and um, I just called you Amelia again. <laughs> Annie is going to read that. I just sent her it. She's going to read that about her freckle, her freckle cream that they found on an island. Who, like, how would that, that even get there? Who would use a Amelia, who would use a freckle cream? So that's something I really think is a little bit weird. Like, who on that island in the middle Honestly, of where, nowhere have like, a freckle cream? It seems like a lot of the stuff. I don't know. It just it doesn't make sense. It, it kind doesn't. Of like planted there. So a small cosmetic jar, um, which was her anti-freckle cream, um, it, it was found like on the island, and it is like known to have been Amelia's because she didn't like her freckles or whatever. Because she but... was in the spotlight a lot, and she was always getting her t- picture taken, and her husband. Um, George Putnam, he was really on her about that. He really didn't want, you know, he really didn't like the freckles. So he, you know, bought her a freckle cream and she always was using that to always be ready for the cameras. Yeah, it's just like one thing I noticed with all the theories that we've read and we've been going over is that there are always multiple reasons that contradict each theory which makes it so hard to really figure out what actually happened. Of course. Because to be honest, like with the government, um, I mean, there's so much the- sketchy shit. There's so much, they, they, they hide so much from us, Annie. They hide so yeah. much from us as Americans. They hide so much. Yeah. So this is why like this case in particular, it's just so strange. Cause you would assume like, oh, she disappeared, like, why not just fucking find her? And, like, where, where is she? Like, and the government's obviously involved. They've tried to find her, and they haven't. And if she did complete that trip, she would have been labeled as, like, an American hero. But now she's nothing more than a memory and, like, an unsolved case, which I just find, it just, it, it doesn't sit right with me. No, me either. It doesn't sit right at all. And I'm going to go with the last theory. And this is a theory that most of America and most people believe. It's the most plausible and the most one that makes, I guess, sense. Um, and it's the most popular theory is that that Earhart's Electra ran out of fuel, crashed into the ocean, and was swallowed up by the sea. Danforth, uh, Powater, CEO of Brand... Kleppner, Earhart's great nephew, was born a few years after she died. He was he and his mother believe that the best theory is the simplest one in the absence of any evidence. The theory is also endorsed by the U.S. government and is that Earhart and the navigator Fred Noonan crashed into the Pacific Ocean while attempting to reach Howland Island, approximately 94, 946 miles from the Marshall Islands. In 2002 and 2006, a deep-sea company Nauticos looked for Earhart's plane near the spot where she last radioed. Their efforts have not yielded any fighting. So to this day, they still haven't found her yet. And most when I when I bring this up to like my parents, you know, because they're super historic and they like all that shit, they basically tell me, and most people tell me, is that her plane landed really deep, deep in the sea, 
and you know once that happens there could be all these things that could deteriorate some uh animal a, a sea a creature uh, you know they can eat it like there's so many things that can happen to it and when it gets into the deep deep sea that's when it becomes hard to find it because it's very dark down there <laughs> yeah so that's the that's the theory that most people believe now in in your opinion um i'll get mine after you what in your opinion what theory do you think is the most accurate is the most th one that you believe so um see that's hard i want to honestly go with the um the japanese taking her one i know like it's very far out there well because but... there is photographs of basically somebody that looks like her on an island and there's like japanese like you know officials in that picture so yeah I, exactly. I can and see also why. Yeah, and also, like, with the theory, the one that most of America believes about her just crashing in the Pacific Ocean because she ran out of fuel, honestly, with a trip that that intense, I feel like they would have taken, like, they would have taken a lot of precautions to prevent that. So I feel like they would have, like, calculated how much they would had have to refuel so I just, I don't think it makes sense to just say, oh, they ran out of fuel because this, this trip took planning. They had to think about everything that could go, that could go wrong. It, it wasn't just like, I'm just going to do it and not even think about it. So I don't agree with that because, you know, there has to be planning. Like this is a very simple mistake that everyone believes running out of fuel, but in reality, they probably considered all the options before they took off. A hundred percent. I kind of my take on it is I believe that theory with the with the um, the freckle cream because I find that to be really weird that they like they literally found freckle cream on an island near where they crashed. Like, come on! Like, that's literally like that's so like who is gonna use freckle cream out of everyone? Like, why would that randomly be on an island? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. And who who brings that on such an intense trip? And also, if and it was expensive too. Like, what random person is going to be able to afford that? Like, a native person to that island will be able to even afford that, or even get their hands on that? Exactly, exactly. It it, it really just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. There's a lot of holes in the theories that quote unquote make the most sense or most widely believed but i think it's a very overlooked that there's a chance that it was much more like deeper than it actually is like with the whole um hostage like the hostage situation you know i like i feel like that's a theory that at least the government has pretty much blown off and they've been hyper focusing on everything else, which is a little suspicious to me. Yes. Um, that is true. And I also wanted to, since um, we're coming to the end, basically, of this episode, and I wanted to end this episode with basically her last words, her last distress call before they lost communication with her. And that's when, you know, everyone assumes that she crashed and sank. Um, she starts off with, we must be on you, but we cannot see you. Our gas is running low. We have been unable to reach you by radio. 
We are flying at a thousand feet. Alright guys, we have reached the end of today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to our first episode of the Unsolved Podcast. Yeah, and back next week with another case I mean Nick are just gonna dissect and give our opinions on yes and you can reach us on our Instagram if you there's any specific um unsolved case you want us to talk about it's the unsolved podcast that's our Instagram and in our bio on that page there's also our private Instagrams that you can follow us at if you would like and we'll see you every Friday bye guys